0: Hello, it's Austin Peterson, and welcome to the Freedom Report podcast. If you're hearing this, then you're likely a legacy subscriber to the Freedom Report, which is a podcast I produced from 2013 to 2018. I've since started a new podcast, which I think you'll love called the Wake Up America Show, and you can subscribe to it here on the podcast network you're listening to, and I highly suggest you do so. Because of the number of subscribers to the Freedom Report being so significant, I've decided to upload short clips of the Wake Up America Show here for your enjoyment and hopefully to encourage you to follow my new show. Thanks for supporting me me over the last decade and my attempts to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty, and I hope you enjoy the clips from my new Wake Up America show. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. Welcome back to the Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Super excited to introduce to you my next guest. As you know, it's Family Friday, and you know my next guest might not be the Peterson family per se. We could say, though, that he is the godfather of the modern American right, so we'll give him a pass for appearing on Family Friday. Not only was he a co-founder of the late Vice magazine, but he's also the author of The Death of Cool. Great book. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. And his regular appearances with Anthony Cumia are probably the only media that I actually listen to or consume because I don't want to be an idiot, so I don't watch the Mind Mush stuff. But I watch Gavin McInnes pretty much every day. If you're a dirty fed, you'll hate our next guest, but if you're a freedom-loving libertarian like me, you're going to love him. Gavin McInnes, he's joining us now. Hey, Gavin, nice to see you. Thanks for joining us on the Wake Up America show. Thanks for having me, Austin. Long time no see. Yeah, glad to have you here, Gavin. Uh, love your content. Enjoy the the stuff with you and Anthony. Makes me laugh every day. Highly recommend it for those who aren't uh, tuned into your stuff. Um, I'll also give you a chance to give any plugs that you like here at the end of the segment. But... The reason why I wanted to reach out to you is because I saw some of our old buddies, uh, the Proud Boys, got into this altercation with the Patriot Front guys the other day. And they got into this fight and they were unmasking them and stuff. And I just kind of wonder what you thought about that, right? So, first of all, do you think that those Patriot Front guys are feds? And two, do you kind of think that that was the right thing to do to unmask them? What's your thoughts on that whole situation?
1: I thought it was beautiful. I thought it's a great example of how pathetic the FBI have become. Remember when we were kids playing Cops and Robbers, the FBI to us was this this monolithic version of a cop at the top of a mountain. And now I see them as complete losers, inefficient blobs. And they started they, they want to infiltrate the right. Because the deep state has to push this narrative of white supremacy Why do they do that? Because if they say the borders are a problem and Mexico is a problem or they say black crime is a problem They have to do something about it. If they say white supremacy is a problem Then they can throw patriots in jail. They can make sure there's no militias that they make they take care of their own threats without hurting their own narrative um, So they have to push this white supremacy. The problem is straight white males, especially conservatives, are the least racist people in America. They're the least racist people in the world. Their their, uh, judgment system is based on meritocracy. So if you're a talented black woman and you want to fly a plane, come on in. That's the opposite of, of the Marxist left. So they... Start this group called Patriot Front, and they have them infiltrate MAGA events, Proud Boy events, and Zieg Heil and have Nazi flags in order to make us look bad to help this white supremacy narrative. Now, the beauty of our adversaries these days is they're wimps. They're losers. Like Drag Queen Story Hour. You don't have to burn the library down. You don't have to show up there armed. You just go, this isn't happening. And they see there's more than three people and they shut it down immediately. So we're up against a bully whose bones are made of peanut brittle. You just have to go boop, bonk, and he's gone. So what these guys did is they did some very minor tune ups. Like if it was a motorcycle, they just pulled the choke out a little bit. They were not knocking anyone out They were not committing any felonies. And more importantly, they unmasked them. That's when we find out that one of them was a guy, a Fed, who had infiltrated the Proud Boys previously. We find out that one of them is part of this Jewish fraternity where he says he can't wait to work for the government when he, works out, when he, when he gets out. You know, it, it's, it was so obvious they were Feds. They all have the exact same body type, that sort of rookie cop body type. They all, they all, like if you look at Proud Boys, there's fat ones, skinny ones, tall ones, Asians, blacks. That's what a normal coalition of like-minded people looks like. They don't look like recruits. From the police academy and that's what these guys look like. We've unmasked them. We've exposed them now and Patriot Front is over the, I mean they're clamoring now the, the far-right feds are, are like no no they're you you cucks They're trying to save America They're just more extreme than you and other people are saying no you got the wrong guy That's a proud boy and that guy's just looks like the guy and they're, they're clamoring for excuses But they've been exposed and the I'm sorry to answer this for so long, but no,
0: it's good. That's why you're here
1: The takeaway here is it doesn't take that much. Like 1776 was a pain in the ass. We went up against the world's largest superpower and had nothing but a couple Indian friends and a tree. That was brutal. This isn't that. We don't need to hide in trees with with black powder guns to win this revolution. All you need to do is push back just that much. Take off a mask. Say a drag queen story hour isn't happening. Go down to the borders with a camera and show America that it's Egyptians coming through and Pakistanis and guys from Bangladesh. That's all you have to do. And Chinese, which is a lot of these guys. Yeah, Chinese people coming
0: across the southern Mexican border. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, today's your lucky day. It's Family Friday, and normally I'm talking to my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. We'll get back to her in just a moment. I know you guys like that eye candy, but you're going to have to look at these two old white guys. Gavin McInnes is joining us. He is the author of The Death of Cool, and he's been a big inspiration to me over the years. I consume his content every day, so I'm delighted to have the the opportunity to have him here so click that like button and subscribe so you can get more great content like mine every day in your feed we're talking about the altercation between patriot front guys and proud boys uh i thought was it was interesting that you heard the proud boys uh, and i'm not a member of the proud boys i i would never join a club that would have me as a member gavin i'm that type of guy uh but i got a lot of buddies who are And I always had a a good opinion of them because they were not as the media portrayed them, these racist assholes who were, you know, just trying to be street gangs for white supremacy. When I saw white uh, Proud Boys operating, it was usually in defense of either MAGA groups or like Tea Party groups or things like that back in the day. So I thought it was interesting that these guys were calling out the Patriot Front for being racist. What did you think of that?
1: Well, it shouldn't surprise anyone who's familiar with the club. You know, we, we when you have a, a right wing club, you're constantly weeding out Nazis, getting rid of them. The English Defense League with Tommy Robinson had that problem. And, and it's part of it is the media's fault. Like they call it a white nationalist group. So then white nationalists go, OK, I got to join. And then they go, what are all these black dudes doing here? And we go, yeah, you got you. You got bad advertising. You've been misinformed. And so you weed them out. And I, I think the Proud Boys up in Portland, they're very familiar with these tricks. And they go, we're not falling for it this time. You're not going to stand next to me with a brand new Nazi flag that still has its creases in it, and Zeke Heil standing next to me. So they weeded them out instantaneously, and and everyone, the left is so surprised. They're so effing stupid, and they're so locked. They they get this myopic hypothesis that there's Proud Boys are racist. Trump people too. They they have this this idiotic view, and then. The more they are confronted with evidence that contradicts their belief, the more steadfast they become in that belief. So they go, they're, they're racist. Really? The, well, the, the previous uh, chairman was uh, Afro-Cuban. Huh. So does that disavow them uh, of, their, of their notion? No.
0: It's, it's the Hispanic face of white supremacy. That's the yeah. new narrative,
1: right? You call it multiracial white supremacy. And you're like... Wait, what? I don't honestly, I honestly don't think they actually believe this. Because if they did, if this really was a thing, there's your story. Like, go talk to a black proud boy who wants blacks to go back to Africa and thinks whites are superior to him. Like, that, I want that. that. That should be the cover of New York Magazine. I mean, that, and there's a bunch of them. So go talk to all of them and find out about this, these black people who hate black people and think white people are better than them. They don't go talk to those people. I've, I've hooked them up with those people and they don't talk to them because they know it will blow the whole thing. So they're just activists. I mean, they're activists. They're worse than activists because at least activists, they tend to be naive and believe in garbage like climate change. These are activists who don't even believe in their own cause. <laughs> I love the
0: Jesse Lee Peterson clips where he goes out and talks to his fellow black people. And he says things like, I think white people are better than black people. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. That is some funny shit. Also some media that I that I highly recommend just for the comedy value. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Wake Up America show. I'm speaking to Gavin McInnes, the man, the myth, the legend on the Wake Up America show. Make sure you click like and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying this content. I want to segue to another topic here, the, the uh, discussion centered around woke politics politics, uh, and the phrase go woke, go broke. I watched your discussion about vice magazine, rest in peace. Uh, and you said, you know, this wasn't a situation here where it was go woke, go broke. Uh, and I thought you explained that really well. It's a great video. You can watch, uh, search it up on YouTube after you're done watching this. Uh, but in regards to Bud Light, I think pretty clearly it's go woke, go broke. I think Target, another example, right, where they made these terrible uh, decisions about having transgender clothing marketed towards kids in their schools and all this satanic stuff, whatever. So I guess my question for you here is, Gavin, is, you know, is Go Woke, Go Broke a thing? I mean, maybe it wasn't for Vice magazine, but I think it clearly was for Bud Light. I know you're a Bud Heavy drinker. Right. And you don't want to have somebody offer you a Bud Light these days because of what it means. I, I had to refuse one. I was on the river the other day and some redneck tried to give me a Bud Light. And I was just I, I thought he was like not making a pass at me, but it was like he was trying to say something about me or something like that. So I had to turn it down. Right. Also, just like because, you know, I'm an ally. Right. I don't want to be like a part of the problem. So, so is go, woke well, go broke a real thing or you think that it's like, you know, we're going to memory hole this. And after we win this fight, people are just going to forget and move on. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, vice is a very unique case. I mean, I was out in '08. They did go pretty woke as far as the editorial of the magazine went, but the, and I don't think the, the magazine, uh, got more profitable with that. It was, it was like bone cancer it became a slow death, but they focused on the CNN stuff and they were politically correct enough to get mainstream acceptance while maintaining the sort of edge brand that I produced. So that kept them afloat for a long time, but I think uh, Shane is an incredible salesman, and I think he got scared of the Me Too movement, who knows what skeletons he's got in his closet, and so he, he stepped away from the front lines, and so now they don't have a sales guy. They don't, we called him Bullshit or Shane when we were kids. They don't have him anymore, and then he put a woman up in front, because she's a woman. She, you know, she worked at A&E, she didn't have the proper experience to run a media brand like that. And she's not good at bullshitting with the, the old timers the way a good old boy like Shane is. And that's when they really started plummeting. And you see this with Tower Records too. Tower Records used to only hire people who used to stock shelves, like the CEO will have built shelves at Tower Records. And the formula got them through CDs, it got them through MP3s, they survived everything because of that. Then they started hiring these executives because you're supposed to and hiring women because it looks good for the brand because it'll make someone like BlackRock happy and they tanked immediately after. But as far as the other companies go, yeah, we're really open-minded. Like you said with the first segment, it was all about how we are racist and we, they have to prove that we're racist. They also are under the misunderstanding that we're homophobic. We were dancing to YMCA in the 70s, Liberace, Paul Lynn was on TV every day, Rip, what that guy would throw the confetti with the big mustache, like, Taylor? Rip Taylor, we, we had gay icons all over the place. It's when you came after the kids that we got mad. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't pretend to be a woman, he pretends to be a girl. He literally dresses up as Eloise, that from that children's book, The Girl Who Lives in the Hotel, she's like 11. So he's, he's at day 380 now, I think, of being a girl. That we don't like, believe it or not. You start talking about hormone blockers for kids. You're cutting off some 13-year-old lesbian's breasts because she has to be a man. There's no more lesbian bars, by the way. Lesbian bars in America. They're gone. I think there's there's like 10 left in the entire country because you've eradicated lesbians. So their agenda is actually more homophobic than ours. We were like, go do your own thing, but don't get kids involved and keep it out of my face. (laughs) They're like, no, no, gays don't exist. They're Saudi Arabian when it comes to gays. That lesbian's a man and that gay guy is a woman. Uh, And that's annoying and it's weird. And I don't want my brother, my adult brother to do it. But it's his prerogative, but they came with Dylan they came after the kids and that's when people get mad Obviously, thank God. I mean if we, if we don't get mad at child sex, then uh, we're, what, what do we have left?
0: <laughs> I?
1: Mean my brother is gay
0: and he could, has been kind of like a soft liberal his whole hold life, on whole hold life. on hold
1: on hold on your brother's gay Yes, this interviews over
0: And and my brother will come on Usually on family Fridays My brother will actually be here And uh, we'll talk to him about these issues And he voted Republican For the first time in his life Because he doesn't want to be associated with what the left has become and he went to he went to pride rally the other day he said i used to go to these pride rallies and it was all these very attractive gay men it was all about like being good looking he said he was a boston the other day he said they just delighted they reveled in being unattractive and being as disgusting as possible it's almost as if like these post-modernists, hate beauty, they want to tear down these standards because their postmodernism is, in, in a way, beauty is truth, right, something that we all seek out right? in this, and, and so in this modern environment of postmodernism that the left is is waging war on truth, beauty being attached to truth, they have to destroy it, which is why when you go to these pride rallies now, you see the most disgusting blobs you've ever seen in your entire life. Anyways, I wanna get they're on not the, gay, the gay They're not gay though,
1: they're not gay. They're, the trans movement is Marxists, and Marxists, by their very de- definition, are lazy. What was Karl Marx? He never had a job. He sat wallowing in his father's money. They, they say in their parents' basements, that's their culture. Their culture is being ugly, fat, lazy pieces of shit, and they don't have an identity, and they hate that they're white, so they see black people being put on a pedestal, and they see my minorities, and then they, they go, I can't become black. You're in tr- you get in trouble if you wear blackface. So I'm trans. And then they go to gay pride things and with all their Marxist ugliness, and the gays are like, what are you doing here? Like, if, When you look at people who have had actual homosexual sex and the ones who identify as you know, non-gender conforming, the, the lines are going like this. They're not having actual gay sex. LG needs to batten the hatches and lock the door because their brand is being ruined by ugly, fat perverts.
0: If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, you don't get sound bites like that anywhere else other than Gavin's own show, which I highly recommend as well. Uh, Make sure you click that like button and subscribe if you're enjoying the content that you're watching so far. I'm going to switch topics again. I got you for about 10, 15 more minutes, Gavin. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about current events in regards to the battle between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, and you know, less interesting to me is the actual fight between these two men, you know, the war of words that's going on in the media, it's so much noise, but the actual battle that's going on between Trump supporters and DeSantis supporters, which has just gotten really ugly, I don't know if you, I I don't see that you're on social media anymore, so maybe you don't see it, but I mean, it's gotten pretty nasty, And, and I wonder what you think about the conflict between these two men, who in my mind really have so much in common and should be on the same side and you know I understand you compete when you're running for president you're going to you know uh, battle with the other guy but i mean it seems as if the conservative movement or at least the right in general – I mean I'm a libertarian and you know, we eat each other all the time. theres It's like there's no libertarian movement basically at all anymore. But I see the conservative movement and the right in general sort of making a lot of the same mistakes that libertarians made in, in not sort of creating this cohesive movement. And, and basically I see conservatives treating their friends the same way that they treat their enemies – which is not a recipe for success. I mean, the election's only a year away, Gavin, and it seems as if the conservatives or the right to, can't seem to get its act together. Where are we at right now? What do you kind of see between these two opposing
1: forces with Trump and DeSantis? Your thoughts? I'm totally naive with these kind of things, and I go, oh, they're just, you know, roughhousing, and then if Trump is in the lead, DeSantis will endorse him, and if DeSantis is in the lead, Trump will in- endorse him. Like, when I, back when I was single, I would never cockblock but the way I saw it is it's like two speedboats going next to each other. And as you talk to her, she's she's not the speedboat. You two guys are the speedboats. As you talk to her, it becomes clear which one she prefers. And when she like giggles and touches her hair or touches the other guy on the shoulder or something, it's pretty clear this guy's winning. So when it gets to that, the other speedboat just goes... And that's how you should pick up chicks when you're with friends. And I kind of feel like DeSantis and Trump, I'm praying... That they're, they do that with America. They're the two speed boats. They might bonk into each other a little bit. But I was hoping, and I'm still praying, that when one of them is in the lead, which will pretty likely be Trump, then DeSantis will go, All right, I endorse Trump. And there's no cock blocking involved. But if they keep smashing into each other, no one's getting laid and the boats are going to sink. So I, I hope they understand that. You know, I'm so envious of the left. They have this unity. Actually, they they have it to a fault. They 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 are so unified. They'll bring in pedophiles and and you know serial rapists just in the name of having a cohesive unit. We, on the other hand, are like you farted, you're dead. Like I see it in Proud Boys too. There'll be some dumb feud that will split an entire state chapters based on one guy lying about being an embalmer or something. That's an actual beef. I'm not joking. Um, so I I need unity as far as. I, I'm concerned. And I've said this a million times. I'm a hippie man. Like if you want less government Then and stronger borders. I'm on uh, you're with me like uh, Steven Crowder the, uh, This new right the way they all hate each other. I love them all. I love Nick Fuentes. I love Groypers I love Crowder. I love Elijah Schaefer Sav uh, you know uh, John Doyle you like I, I'm in I'm in bed with all of them because we generally want the same thing now when we win then we can afford to sort of be petty and, and hate each other. But we're losing right now. It's like when I was in high school, the skinhead, there was like two skinheads, three punks, one mod and a goth. We're supposed to hate each other on the streets. But there was so few freaks at my high school that we became a cohesive unit because we were the only weirdos in school. That's the way the right should be. We can't afford to, to, to start backstabbing each other. We, we literally cannot afford it.
0: I want to talk to you about something else, uh, Gavin. Today uh, is Family Friday on the show. That's when I bring my wife here, who's with me, to talk about you know issues. We talk about more girly stuff. It's a little bit lighter, uh, and we just kind to talk about family issues. and And people really enjoy tuning in and talking about their own families and all that stuff. And that's actually a pretty common theme in a lot of your content. Is you talk about your family and how important it is. I heard you and Anthony Cumia talking the other day about um, you know how he's never you know gotten married or had Kids, or he's gotten married, I think, but he hasn't had children. And you were just talking about, um, you know, how you felt like you had started your family a little bit late. I'm starting my family a little bit later. You know, it took a while to find a good woman. Uh, it is harder and harder these days to find a good woman yeah. out there, Gavin. I can imagine. I wonder, um, you know, for our audience members, a lot of the the guys who tune into my show, especially on Family Friday, really jealous of my relationship because I managed to find that unicorn. But do you have any advice for these young guys, these conservative males? Because I, I tell you, they get on Tinder, and at least in the last election, it was swipe left if you voted for Donald Trump. You know, most of these women these days, Gavin, they're leftists, right? You know, I, I found the one redheaded libertarian chick that was single that wanted to marry me, thank God. But, I mean, there's not a lot of prospects for these young conservative or libertarian men out there to find a good woman. I mean, and and you're like, hey, you, your advice is, Get married young like don't wait to have kids until you get older but i mean it's hard out there for a pimp gavin any advice for these guys
1: yeah lie all's fair in love and war so don't tell them you're mega don't put mega in your bio and when you're dating her avoid politics women in politics generally don't go together. It's it's like I don't know anything about football. Imagine I was obsessed and I said if you if you like the Dallas Cowboys swipe left like I'm not interested. I, it's, it's not my area of expertise. It's they don't belong in that world. So you hang out with her. You avoid politics. You don't say your MAGA you hide your red MAGA hat and then slowly you say hmm, that's funny. The economy was doing a lot better with Trump. Yeah. Maybe he was pretty good for business. I mean, he was a terrible guy, right? But maybe he was good for business. And then you slowly feed them red pills. You sprinkle. It's like we're hypnol. You roofie their drink with red pills. <laughs> but you got to be careful because women are so agreeable. I've noticed that you're like, yeah, black crime is an issue, and the next thing that you know, they walk into the living room in a Klansman uniform, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, I, I meant, I meant it's disproportionate, but not all, not all. Uh, they they tend to get too red pills. So it's it's like taming a wild stallion You got to sort of slowly approach the horse because they they'll they'll start a stampede a stampede a tampede a tampon stampede um,
0: that's, that's But yeah, that's Kevin I get us advice there. So lie,
1: yeah lie and also quit porn stop masturbating. It's really bad for you It keeps you on the couch. It's great. It's 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 terrible for marriage because you have an, a plan B. You should only get your water from one tap, and if that tap closes off, then you, you die of dehydration. Like if, I, if my wife sends me to the couch because we have a fight, I'm gonna, my penis is gonna starve to death. So I don't want to get on the couch, so we work on our problems and we work on our relationship, and we have sex a lot, that bonds us. And with young men, you know, they're just playing video games for unfathomable amounts of time, like seven hours, eight hours in a row. It's pathetic. Then they sleep all day. Get away from the console. Get away from the porn. And get out there and start talking to girls. Um, Gavin,
0: like the war of the sexes, you know, kind of like the conflict arises because men want to be with a lot of girls and girls want to be with one man. And we sort of, as guys, you know, compromise. We say, all right, we're going to get married. and We'll stick with our one one woman. So like, if a guy gets married young and he hasn't been with a lot of women, there's going to be that kind of. Pressure that they're gonna feel because even when you're married you still kind of like you see other women You're like, oh, she's hot. I kind of wish I could get with her, but you know, you can't right So I mean, is it a good idea for a young guy to like settle down early and marry one woman early? Or don't you think that there's like that conflict that'll always feel it's like oh was I missing something, right? Could that be a cause of divorce? I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I've had sex with about 350 women I was uh, the singer of a band when I was 17. And then after being the singers of all these bands, which is just, that's a, a license to print pussy. And then I started Vice. The only I was the only like me and the, and the other guys were the only 20 somethings who had our own business and were like making money and going out. So that was also an avalanche of pussy. Then I come to New York City where we're providing all these jobs and everyone in New York City wants to be documented. Right. Because this is their moment in the sun. So they want it to be put on paper. So that was endless pussy. And I got to tell you it total waste. Uh, what a total and utter waste of time what are you experiencing different types of tits like i don't understand why it's so important to run through mountains abroad it's a complete waste of time now i i understand you want to try it out on a few different ones and that goes against the bible but we're not living in a, a perfect time so go ahead try five i don't know six you get the idea the, five or six vaginas are basically the same ideally you marry your your high school sweetheart You know that's the way we're designed, but I—that's a pipe dream these days. So. You get the idea? Like, I keep saying to these 20... Dude, in New York, if you're 40, it's not considered late to settle down. But I go, you stole alcohol from your parents' liquor cabinet when you were 14. For 10 years, you partied your ass off, drove drunk, got arrested, had threesomes, did cocaine. It's, you're 24. That's 10 years of Motley crew decadence. And you're like, I'm not ready to settle down. I still need some more weed. What? 10 years of anything. You get it. Stop
0: It sense, Gavin will run up against time here. You've been really generous with your time We appreciate that very much uh, now's your chance to share with our listeners uh, where they can find uh, more about you I mean, I looked you up on social media. I didn't see you anywhere. Uh, where do you re- recommend people go to
1: follow your content? So I'm on getter The island of misfit toys for the canceled. I'm on truth. I'm on telegram uh, sensor TV is on Twitter and uh, of course, censored.tv is a place to go. I'd also like to push our comedy shows. We're doing two shows. We're doing a, a two show tour of Florida in uh, July. When is that now? July uh, 14th and 15th. Is that it, Ryan? Uh, no, 15th, 16th. 15th, 16th? Tampa and South Florida. No, no. It's, j- it's 14, 15th. Anyway, so, so go, t- get, go to. Jacksonville is canceled. Go to censored.tv slash tour. And uh, you can see the, the, remaining, the remaining dates. We also have uh, Las Vegas coming up in September. And there's the Texas dates. It's all there at censortv tour. But sign up for censored.tv. It's 10 bucks a month. Endless content. I do a show every single day. And there's tons of other shows. And we're acquiring a bunch more. We've got, we've got uh, Drew Hernandez and Elijah Schaefer coming on board in, uh, in a week or so. So, it's exciting times over here in the world of cancel. Being canceled used to be a lonely place. Now I feel like I I was sent to this prison that no one's in, and now it's busier inside the prison than outside the prison. So, come on in.
0: Chance Elon could bring you back to Twitter, though?
1: Not a snowball's chance in hell. I have some insiders there, and they told me that what is perceived as the outskirts, the far, 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 far right, and the far, 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 left, are never coming in. Now I know you say, but Gavin, you're not far, 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 far right. That doesn't matter. It's how you're perceived. So they're going to bring the middle back, but these guys on the far edges will never see the light of day. Damn, that makes me ashamed of myself that they let me stay there. All right,
0: well, Gavin McInnes for Censored TV. You don't often get to interview your heroes, but today was my day. Gavin, appreciate you, brother. Keep up the good fight, and we love your content. We'll definitely want to have you back sometime again soon. Thanks, bro. Good times. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. That's Gavin McInnes, the author of The Death of Cool. Make sure that you click like and subscribe to that channel so you can get more content just like that. The Wake Up America Show comes to you every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central. What do you think of Gavin McInnes? Damn. Good day. I got to say, Family Friday, coming back with my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, who's going to be joining us here. Didn't you miss Stephanie? Steffi P. for Liberty on The Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com.